0: I'm Dave Brekenridge, and this is Ten Three 3 Post Media's Canadian News Podcast. On this episode, we talk with National Post columnist Chris Selley about increased calls for more gun control in Canada in the weeks since a deadly shooting spree in Toronto. It's Tuesday, August 21st. So, Chris, since the the shooting spree in Toronto, um, what is it that we're starting to hear more and more of in Canada?
1: Well, certainly from the big cities, from Toronto and Montreal at least, we are hearing a renewed push uh, for a very old idea, which is to ban handguns. Handguns are difficult... To get in Canada, you need licenses, you need a license, you need training. And, um, you know, in theory, it should be really easy to prevent people from selling on those guns um, to bad people. But in in recent years, there has been a surge uh, in the number of handguns registered in Canada. And apparently, in Toronto at least, there's been a surge in the number of guns that have legal Canadian sources, i.e. guns that were legally owned at some point in Canada. And that should be really easy to prosecute the people who are are selling those on because they're all registered and they're traced back. Um, But so according to Toronto police, it's about 50% of guns, uh, of so-called crime guns, handguns in Toronto now uh, come from domestic sources and 50% um, are smuggled across the border, which is, of course you know, as we've seen with people as, as much as with guns uh, is a very difficult place to uh, police. So that's basically what's happening. We, we've, we've um, you know, we had this, this crazy um, spree killing on the Danforth here in Toronto. Uh, and that sort of combined with this increased number of um, uh, guns, handguns that are in the mix and also uh, an election coming up in Toronto um, that, that really has put this back on the front burner
0: now in toronto with a a municipal election coming up obviously um candidates uh want to appear as they're they're trying to do something about the issue but the city councils are limited in what powers they have even provinces are limited in what powers they had what what is it that they can do right now i understand that there's been um talks of funding to get tough on crime or or create programs but what is going what is the situation in toronto right now well, I mean, in terms of actually um, combating the source of guns, the supply of guns,
1: I don't suppose there's much they can do. I mean, they can prosecute people who um, sell them on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, legal legal owners who sell them on. Um, but in terms of the supply of guns, that really is something um, that's in the federal domain. It seems to me either they can um put further restrictions on handguns you could you could ban them outright or you could reduce the number that people are allowed to own or the amount the number that they're allowed to sell or to buy at one time or things like that um or you could crack down at the border which is something they talk about doing constantly but which never seems to have much of an effect uh and certainly in in terms of trying to crack down on crime there's lots of things that that uh, municipal police forces can try to do um but in terms of the guns themselves this really is in ottawa's hands it seems to me
0: now speaking of ottawa the the liberal government had already put forward a gun control bill earlier this year that looks at measures around background checks um asking gun shops to keep records for longer um trying to deal with some uh issues around whether people who are mentally ill can can purchase guns, um, why do you suppose that some advocates now are are seeing that as not being enough
1: well i I think you know the way it works in every country in the world other than the United States is that when there's a mass shooting, support for gun control goes up you know that's a, a fairly natural um, if fairly simplistic i think re- reflex. Um, so I think that's totally understandable, especially with an election coming up. And as you say, politicians want to be seen to do something or at least support doing something, mm-hmm. um, even if they know that um, at some level that, that it's probably not going to make that big of a difference. I mean, John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, used to oppose the idea of a handgun ban for exactly the same reason um, that, that you know, someone like Doug Ford does now, the Premier of Ontario. He says it punishes law-abiding uh, gun owners and, and, and doesn't do anything to keep guns out of the hands of criminals, which is, you know a pretty compelling argument um it seems to me, but you know I, I the the liberals are you know of all parties they they understand the limits of this politically because the 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 long gun registry was just such a turkey for them, mm-hmm. and the conservatives were able to to raise so much money off it for years and years and years, and, years and it was just this huge grievance um and that was just a registry. You know this. This is a ban now. A lot of a lot fewer people in Canada own handguns than own hunting rifles. But at the same, but it it's going to anger the same constituency, and quite rightly, I think that, that, that people are going to say, "Well, look, criminals are shooting people. I am not a criminal. I am not going to sell on my weapons to criminals. And if I do, then the full force of the law should come after me." But I think that the, the Liberals understand that 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 this can blow up in their faces. Um, so I think that's why they're being fairly cautious about it.
0: Yeah. Now, you you mentioned earlier about there being a, a spike in uh gun incidents recently in Toronto's having a particularly bad year. Overall though, despite having um an uptick in in gun-related incidents, we're still better off um than we were even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Canada is still relatively safe place and and when you look at the national statistics Toronto isn't even the most dangerous city in the country. Um, how do you suppose that that advocates of more gun control are trying to square that circle? I'm not sure if they are. I mean, it, it's
1: you know, it's it's difficult to, to make that argument um, to say that, that that Toronto is a safe place. Um, yeah, it's true, and and it's and it's you should make that argument because it's important that everyone. Um, keep everything in perspective but it is also true that we have roughly double the number of shootings and double the number of homicides uh in toronto that we did in 2014 Mm -hmm. now 2014 was a very was a very good year so you know you, you have to keep that in mind too um but you know there it is a legitimate uh issue there's no question on the other hand i think it's it's you have to look at it, if you're looking at it from a gun control perspective, the vast majority of these um, incidents are gang-related or, or are, you know, related to criminal activity at the very least. Now, people might get might and do get caught in the crossfire of that. It's not to diminish the, the, the uh, seriousness of, of the problem, but it, it is to say that, well— Clearly, the demand here for illegal handguns is huge. We have this huge, mostly undefended border that we know can provide that, can can fill that market. Right now, you know, it seems that the domestic market for handguns, the domestic supply has surged, but it's only surged to 50%. Uh, of these crime guns, or 50% of the, the guns that they can actually test that that, that, that have a traceable serial number on them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's any reason to believe that the cross-border trade couldn't rebound if we if we banned, quote-unquote, banned handguns. And I think that's one of the central issues here, um, one of the central problems for gun control advocates is... is, is the the problem is on the demand side, and yeah. and, and you ha- the problem for Canada is on the demand side. I mean, people point to all these success stories, right? The the two that people mention most often are Britain and Australia, and those are two countries that after huge massacres did had the same instinct that we did that we do is we need to um, crack down on guns, and they have very successfully. But they're both islands, <laughs> and you know Canada lives across a mostly undefended border from the most gun happy. Uh, country in the world so
0: there's a real limitation there we'll be right back this is dave Breckenridge, host of Ten Three 3 post media's canadian current affairs podcast the name represents canada's 10 provinces and three territories and each episode takes a deeper look at one of the biggest stories in the country our show is powered by the work of journalists and newsrooms across canada so be sure to support your local paper We're available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and more. So be sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think. You can get me on Twitter, Breakinridge, Y-E-G, or dbreakinridge at postmedia.com. And, you know, I think that it's important to to mention that... uh, there are two different problems that that we're talking about when it comes to gun crime in Canada you have um kind of chronic gang violence in urban centers where there is uh, back and forth tit-for-tat violence between criminal groups and then you have instances where you have mass shootings I think that um in some ways it's kind of sad that it's only the mass shootings that bring attention to some of these issues. I know that in Toronto it has been a, a serious issue this year around guns, but in other cities when there's upticks in gang violence, you don't see this same kind of outpouring related to we need to ban handguns. It usually takes a mass shooting incident for someone to say, oh, we need to ban handguns. But the, those incidents in Canada are relatively rare comparably to south of the border. Yeah, no, I mean I'm that's
1: that's absolutely right. You know, the, the, suddenly people are dying from gunshot wounds on the Danforth, which is this rich, leafy part of the city. Um, you know, welcome to some welcome to some of the other parts uh of the city where people have to deal with the crossfire from from this gang warfare. It's it's absolutely true that that um you know, if I lived in one of those areas, I'd say, Oh, well, now look, <laughs> everyone's suddenly uh interested in getting a handle on this on this issue. But I think I think that's natural. You know, when things happen where we don't expect them to happen, uh, everyone takes notice. But but then, you know, one guy, uh, you know, we still don't really know anything about this guy's
0: motives. Um, Mm -hmm. Nor do we necessarily know where we where he got the gun in. in sitting down and researching for this episode. I saw news articles that said uh, the gun came from the U.S., Quoting police sources, I saw other articles that said it came from a B and E in Saskatchewan, and it was quoting police sources. I think that there was still some question as to uh, where the gun came from, but it also was a gun that wasn't necessarily illegal in Canada to begin with, or it was yeah. restricted well, in Canada I think, to yeah. begin with.
1: There's all there's always I think too much focus after these things on the gun itself, as mm-hmm. if. You know, if we had just banned that gun, then that person wouldn't have gone gotten that gun and done what he did. But of course, there are other guns. Um, yeah, I I think that um, you know, when it when it when it comes to to gang violence, then you just get it it, it you descend, especially now that Doug Ford is premier of Ontario, you descend into these sort of silos of soft on crime versus tough on crime. Um, that that just doesn't this just isn't very productive you know where mm-hmm. you, you have people saying we shouldn't you know there's a there's a pot of money and people are saying well we should throw it into social programs no we should throw it into policing and then it just gets into this you know this this polarized political discussion but it's a more useful discussion I think that, than then around whether or not uh, to ban guns because th- there's just um there's so many guns out there and no evidence that uh that we can really stop or that we can really curb the supply. I mean, if you you look at gang violence in the UK, um, you know, literally they are killing each other with knives, um, not at the same rate. And that's not an argument against gun control, incidentally. I mean, far better they'd be going at each other with knives than than with guns. Um, But that's just not a realistic uh, outcome, I don't think, for Canada, not without much, 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 much more um, border control. And we just don't seem willing to do that. And I have to say that when I hear people saying, well, why not ban handguns? It would at least, you know, send a signal or it would at least crack down on part of the problem. I, I, I think really what it would do more than anything else is give politicians a, an opportunity to say, oh, look, we, we did something. Yeah. Um, th- been, you know, I'm not saying it's an easy job to police the border for guns. You might have to really slow things down uh, and that would make people angry. But that doesn't make it a good idea to um, ban handguns just because why
0: not? And I mean, to be perfectly honest, we we see we have a a a border that is policed um, as best as I think the country can. Um, And we still have a drug problem in Canada, uh, importation of things like cocaine and heroin from around the world because you can't grow that in Canada. And that's despite policing the border and trying to keep those things from coming in. Yeah, that's right. I mean it it, it
1: as I said, it, it to me the problem in Canada when it comes to criminals and handguns is on the demand side and and you have to, you know, it's a long-term social project um mm-hmm. to improve, you know, uh to reduce criminality uh to and and that involves there's no magic magic bullet that that was un, inadvertent but i mean y- you have to you know it's education it's employment opportunities it's it's you know family support it's all that stuff that, that mm-hmm. you have to improve and then you're going to get better outcomes and then you're going to get fewer people in gangs and fewer people who want to shoot each other um there's no shortcut to it uh in a place like Canada when we have this you know massive gun store basically to to the south of us there are shortcuts um in a place like uh Australia or, or the United Kingdom but we just don't have that luxury
0: mm-hmm. do you think that uh the calls from uh cities like Toronto and Montreal will gain traction with the Liberals or that do you think that the Prime minister um, may try and talk up a, a good game on it but push the issue off
1: I'd be very surprised if it gained traction um
0: the 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 polls are are
1: remarkably tight it seems to me between um the, the liberals and the conservatives federally and and you know you shouldn't put much into a poll uh, a year and a bit out from an election but still mm-hmm. it strikes me that it's that they're very close and i think that one of the problems for the liberals is that um Justin Trudeau just annoys people more and more every day what had been this sort of um what had struck some people as as this charming uh doing politics- politics differently kind of persona has just kind of crumbled away a little bit, and his sunny ways now just get under people's skin and uh, uh, annoy them and I think that a handgun man is exactly the sort of thing that would add to that because it is you know this sim this you know, a symbolic gesture, and and the liberals are so big on symbolic gestures, mm-hmm. uh, on 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 everything. And I just think that this that it would play really badly for them. And and I think that they know, um, you know, they they've they haven't, you know, they've been quite adamant that they're not going to be bringing back the long gun registry, and and that doesn't seem to be a problem anywhere except maybe a little bit in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them perhaps. Uh, now I don't know exactly what jurisdiction level this would have to be done at. I mean, I could see them maybe giving municipalities more power uh, over, you know, gun sales, um, gun ranges, things like that, to to ban them from their from within their boundaries. I mean, that's an even more symbolic gesture because I mean there are not there aren't border patrols <clears throat> at, uh, at at the edge of Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver. That's the that's about as far as I can see them going.
0: Well, Chris, thanks for your time. Thank you. Ten Three is produced by Carson Jarama, edited by Carrie Ann Sproul, artwork by Lori Waftel, and I'm Dave Breaking.